0: She was asked, again, for, I don't even know how many times it's been at this point, about her comments on, <laughs> on race. And, and I just want to play, this is when Jake followed up with her uh, to push back a little bit on something she would said earlier. Listen.
1: Just to push back a bit, because I was a history major in New Hampshire, um, you're talking about the ideals of America. But America was founded institutionally on many racist precepts, including SLAVERY. BUT WHEN YOU LOOK, IT SAID ALL MEN ARE CREATED EQUAL. I THINK THE INTENT, THE INTENT WAS TO DO THE RIGHT THING. NOW, DID THEY HAVE TO GO FIX IT ALONG THE WAY? YES. BUT I DON'T THINK THE INTENT WAS EVER THAT WE WERE GOING TO BE A RACIST COUNTRY. THE INTENT WAS EVERYBODY WAS GOING TO BE CREATED EQUALLY. AND AS WE WENT THROUGH TIME, THEY FIXED THE THINGS THAT WERE NOT ALL MEN ARE CREATED EQUAL. So, that
0: answer, uh, she kind of doubles down here. She says, well, it says all men are created equally, so that's what they meant. But is that really what they I meant? Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, is mean. that really what they I mean, meant? Yeah, when that's they what were they meant, perhaps slaves?
2: philosophically, theoretically speaking, but that wasn't what the reality was, right? Uh, but the Republican Party, and Joe and I were just talking about this, I mean, racially speaking, we are a pretty homogenous party. It is the facts, we're not Democrats. And most of those voters do not want to be lectured on issues about race. And this isn't a new phenomenon that's unique to Nikki Haley. Even Tim Scott, a black American who was running, also had a very difficult time talking about race for the very same reasons that Nikki Haley is. And it's because many Republican voters don't want to be lectured on it.
3: But can I just say, I wrote a piece for CNN.com about this today, as a matter of fact, and, and talked about her other three times she couldn't get it right. This is gaslighting. It's not just, I mean, it's not about lecturing people. The white supremacist doctrine was, let's slaughter the Indians, they're inferior. Let's have chattel slavery and bring black people over here and make them work the land because they're inferior. I mean, and this has become a mythology that we're still grappling with when we talk about systemic racism. By the way, when we talk about sexism, you know, it was white landowning men not low income white people not women and pe- black folks finally we were three fifths of a human being so it's not that hard i think to acknowledge and i think we you know we have seen with donald trump how dangerous it is to have leaders who like to you know, paint their own version of history and can't accept or talk about the truth, the hard truth. And she stands up there and tries to say, well, I'm a truth teller, but you can't even, and particularly as a Southern governor, my God, South Carolina was the first state to secede from the union. You can't acknowledge, by the way, when she ran for governor in 2010, she said, it's about tradition and change. I mean, she has the talking points. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's uh, the a other different Republican I, yeah. Party
2: but, today. That's the problem. But sure,
0: Michael, why
2: can't well,
3: that she is just problem.
0: accurately describe the history? She doesn't have to say that... It, she doesn't have to uh, say that that's the way America is, mm-hmm. but she can't. I'm looking at her answer again. She never once talks about slavery. She just doesn't say it.
2: Yeah, and, and look, I, I think there's a propensity for some of those voters, certainly not all, Uh, who believe that they have been painted with a broad brush as being racist or being bigoted. And, And I think one of the reasons why many of them have sort of grappled towards Donald Trump is because he sort of told them that you're not. And what these sort of elitist individuals on the West Coast or the East Coast have described you as are because of their ignorance about you as a people, about your values, about the things that you find important. And so I think there's a lot of context that we're oftentimes missing here when discussing contemporary politics, it's a lot easier to just say, oh, it's just easy to talk about race. <laughs> but when you're running in this version of the Republican Party, that is not the case. But that that's... A, that's that. a, let, that. let, it's let easy. Joe get in here. I mean, Joe, <laughs> do you think that this is because
0: she is trying to placate a part of the Republican Party that does not want to confront race.
1: I mean, look, this is an election year. Everybody is in the placation business. Unfortunately, we end up having the lowest iteration of the argument, often particularly on issues of great pertinence, certainly race being one of them. So, yes, I I think that there, there there has been this war politically speaking, on the left and the right, to say are we going to effectively weaponize the pain of black people or are we going to ignore the pain of black people? But I sit here today, I'm 40 years old. I'm you know, I'm born in the 1983. And when I turned five years old, I ended up going to a private school, not a public school, because a week prior, the city of Yonkers had been found in default of a mandatory desegregation order for our public schools and public housing. That was 1988. We're not even talking about the 60s or the 70s. -hmm. So I think that at some point, it is possible For Republicans, for Americans writ large to understand that race is a very real part of the story of America. But I think what many Republicans are trying to emphasize is that that racist history does not have to define who we are. And in fact, yes, going back to our founders, they employed us or empowered us with the mechanics for change. A document that was actually built into the DNA allowed us to be able to use that very same document to make sure that black people, that all people, could be able to use this government as a mechanism to have the America we all deserve.
0: I think it shows a a stunning lack of leadership on this issue because I do know she knows the right answer and I know she has it and it's now the fourth time we've heard her answer this question and I keep thinking of John McCain when he was confronted by a voter 2008 cycle who tried to push the racist birther conspiracy theory and instead of trying to pander to get that person's vote he took a teachable moment to say that's wrong, that's not true we don't believe that and believe in that as a country. That's what's missing here is I realize there's an element of the right that does not want to be lectured about race Mm -hmm. but that element the right needs to learn and they need to grow and they need to be spoken, have true spoken to power. And it's a missed opportunity for you them. You know, Joe, I-, I feel like you could just let's take a closed captioning of your comments and send it over to the Nikki Haley <laughs> campaign. Maybe they need a little bit of help I mean, look, working I, on that I, I, answer. I don't, I don't for want her. to beat
1: up on, on Nikki Haley. I, I think. It- we have a difficult time talking about race because people want to basically take the cliff notes of Dr. King, whether it's, you know, uh, you know riots are the language of the unheard, or whether they want to talk about uh, Mal- you have Malcolm X talking about how, you know, northern white liberals are in many ways the greatest threat to black freedom. So there is a Martin for everyone. There is a Malcolm yeah. for everyone. And what we need to actually focus on, what are the greatest threats to the black community today, which unfortunately was not talked about in that mm-hmm. town hall. It's about the civil rights issue of our time. It is ed- It is black children being trapped in zip codes by virtue of the color of their skin and not getting the education They deserve to be able to know with the name on the ballot or even how to balance their own checking account
0: All right, everyone stand by for us